0: I won more premierships alone than the other managing managers. He has created an absolute war zone. Respect, 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 man. Cramp, Taylor Pram. Sidebar. Boys, we are here to ranch. James. We have to do justice before just sliding right into the top form. I didn't want to get off track. Of this. this is one of the best title races in Good afternoon. And Patrick. Uh, You're in a really heated first. race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do you mean? I don't have an option. I'm taking a Wow. Welcome.
1: Wow. Yeah. Welcome.
0: welcome. welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, or should I call it the 13th most listened to soccer podcast in the United States. I think we are 13th on the
1: charts. I don't know how that chart is measured. What are, are the metrics? We are the 13th ranked by what metric, I don't know, but we are the 13th ranked soccer podcast in the United States of America and it is because of this given time at this moment we will see after this episode happens but huge shout out to our listeners fans truly no clue how we are ranked that high well but we are
0: thrilled and I'll tell the listeners this if we rise in the rankings I'm opening up our fantasy league from prizes for the top three to top 10 if we drop in the rankings I'm coming down hard on the fans next week wow I mean I think it's fair complacency setting in yeah
1: okay that's fair uh, but it is, sorry, go ahead. I didn't have anything. I was just trying to make up a but transition. <laughs> so.
0: yeah. Well, I'll do it for you. Today yeah. is Wednesday. Today's definitely Wednesday, August 21st. And, oh, I'm just hearing that VAR has ruled out Gabriel Jesus' goal. Yep. Can <laughs> confirm VAR has checked the goal and City Spurs has ended 2-2. Wow. That took a while. Oh, oh, so you're still salty about it. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, I see. Like it, it was, it was uh, apropos for us to get into it in such a way, right? Because your your big critique was it was taken away from the moment. You're not going to be able to celebrate. You're going to change the game. Obviously, it's going to change the game. But yeah. there was a great celebration. You know, I, I believe Arlo White on the call with, and that's the game winner. Yeah. And and my point is, they got the correct call, which they did. The I correct think the
0: call by the rules.
1: I think that what we're seeing in this, we saw it in the Wolves. Um, I'm forgetting who they played match week one. Was it Was it Wolves-Lester? Lester, yeah. Um, very similar goal. Very, very accidental. You couldn't even make the case for an intentional handball on no either of these. No are were complaining. No, no one even looked for it. It was just, it was bodies coming together and a ball, hit an arm, and the deflection then led to somebody else burying the goal. Not even straight in off the hand. And I think that you're, I think, I, I, I 100% get what you're saying uh, I think the contention really needs to be with that handball rule. With the
0: rule, sure. In
1: in this case, um, because that there'd be no contention. I, it, it's a different case if it's a clear-cut violation of a rule that is there for a reason, like an offside, yeah. or the ball didn't go over the line, you know, things of that nature. Uh, but this is a new rule we're dealing with mm-hmm. on top of a new system.
0: And then you just have the philosophical problem with VAR. Right. And I, Which I I think, I'm past, and you're well, not. Yeah, I'm not past it. And yeah. I think our stances are hardening because... Ergo, the two-two final score locked your crock of the week.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's—I don't want to call it divine intervention, but uh, call up your bookie and start taking some bets because your boy's on fire.
0: Pat Gutenberg printing money over here.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, and look, I—I um—I could identify with your point. I think for the first time. Because when I watched that, I was watching it with a Tottenham fan, and though I was rooting for Tottenham, just because I like mm-hmm. to see like mm-hmm. everything be a little bit more competitive across the top six for as long as possible. So the less, the more points City drop, the better for like the league. I yeah. think. Uh, same and with he, Liverpool, so, you know, all that. But when I saw that, when it got called back, I literally was like, oh shit! Yeah, they called back the goal. The there Spurs was no. Fan. Well, I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't. I was just like, wow. It was tough for me to soak in. I was really, I was really upset. It was tough to process. I was really
0: upset. Um, Dude, you text me, hate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you hate to see it. And I think the most telling, the most telling pictures from that was, um, I don't know if you saw Hugo Lloris's reaction. Yeah, the goalkeeper for Spurs who just gave up. Well, not gave up. You know, he was on he can, the receiving yeah, end he of conceded, it, yeah. and he was, his mind was blown. And he was kind of laughing it off condescendingly. He was like, like our free kick? (laughs) I have a ton of respect for that. I have profound respect for that. But it just shows how baffled players are by the current system.
1: Well, I mean, I don't even know if you want to say system. But in that run of play, there was nothing to suggest VAR was on the table. You know, because I was first looking and I was like, oh, did anything happen? And then I saw the replay and I was like, damn, clean goal. You know, it didn't even look like maybe. It was so, so tight. It was between arms catching an elbow when two guys missed a head. And I do think
0: referees have caught a bit of a break with the way they changed it. Like you said, I will give them this, the Premier League or the FA or whoever decides these things, that the referee doesn't run to the box and he has a look at it and then he makes the call. Michael Oliver was literally like, I I heard it in my ear. They're like, what's this about? Like, I heard it. It's a free kick, handball, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Deal or no deal negotiation room. Right. It's them up there. It's not me doing
1: it. I think as far as VAR format goes, that's the way to do it. And that's the, that's the only way to do it to continually try to, to, to decrease mm-hmm. the time between call and review. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I'd like to see it play out in some scenarios where, you know, I mean, how many times do we see goals given or not given where they should have been last year? Yeah. And it's just frustrating these are we, have, we haven't seen one that's based on a rule that we're already okay with yeah
0: and so I th- I'd i like for you to keep an open mind as closed as it is oh my mind I mean we'll come back to this game but <laughs> yeah. to finish up the VAR conversation my mind was very open when they were reviewing Ruben Neves' goal
1: oh yeah I don't know if you saw
0: that I was like oh that arm though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The absolute cynic in me wanting to rule out that pearl just because a, a, a squared pass yeah, was. Yeah. Oh, man. What, what a world we live in. But let's talk about the game itself. City Spurs. Sure. Um, City clung on to those points and were clinical where they needed to be. You mean Tottenham? Tottenham clung on to those points and sure, were clinical sure. where they needed to be.
1: Yeah, I believe the shot description. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll
1: cut that out. Spoiler alert! I will not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the shot shot differential was thirty to three. Um, I think you know, the, a city fan walking away, even without let, let's pretend that that VR instance doesn't happen. They're walking away thinking they should have claimed all three points, not really understanding why they didn't. Spurs fans probably walking away ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely did not look like a threatening side. They took their chances. Um, and I, I'd say both half half chances. You know, Lucas Mora winning a ball and the air inside the six. Don't think he can bank on that again. I don't think that Ederson was even within his goalposts when Lamella took that shot. But you have to credit Spurs. They packed it in. They played good defense. Lloris made saves. Kyle yep. Walker-Peters cut things out at the very yep. end. They did. They did enough. And I think that that is the mark of a good team.
0: So, with regard to City, would you place the fault more on the strikers not being clinical enough? Or defenders having lapses of concentration? Or was it just one of those days?
1: Little column A, little column B. And column C is Spurs. I think you have to give Spurs defense credit. I think Spurs have probably one of the more underrated defenses in the the league. They, They make things difficult. And with you know the, the the ball that de bruyne played on, on uh, to score both both of the assists it were they were just they were they were first class goals and they had other opportunities that Spurs snuffed out they had other opportunities where they're shooting from a little bit further out you know s- chances that city probably takes on another day but right. uh, you know also two goals for city wins the most games that they play um, and we did talk about a little bit of an unsure defense in city might be one of their downfalls I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, throw up the white flag on their season quite yet. But that was suspect for Ederson. I think it was Kyle Walker who was defending on that corner. That was suspect. Not gonna throw up
0: the white flag for their no, season. No, no. Well, they, but the, the margin, they might not romp
1: to the title. Well, but the margin for error is so small. You lose two points that you should have had. That that makes a difference. Yeah. You know, and and I mean that's that's all I really got to say on, on, on 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 this game. Yeah.
0: What uh, what did you make of the real quick Aguero and Guardiola situation? Because. That seemed to me just like the media looking for something to talk about. I and you it, could tell it yeah. was resolved by the end of it. I
1: made literally nothing of it. Too passionate.
0: Know? I, I yeah. actually loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, too passionate people. I think that if it doesn't you have need to be a lasting argument. No,
1: if you have a striker that is okay being subbed off, you have a striker that shouldn't be on in the first place. A striker should always mm. think he has a goal in the game. And you and Lee Dixon singing from the yeah. same hymn sheet. <sighs> I mean, that's—I just got goosebumps. You do you know, model after him. Yeah, comparing me to Lee Dixon. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been done before, but I'll, it, every every time it
0: happens, I'll, I'll take great joy in that. Yeah. Well, uh, let's jump to fifteenth place, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, how how do you feel like your Mason Mount take is aging? I think it's fine, dude. He, he, okay, fine.
1: He hustled. Anybody can win the lottery. You know, there's no <laughs> like. He, I, I mean, I didn't watch the full game. Full disclosure, <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: Coming in so hot. Yeah, and then I watched watch the highlights. No,
1: no, I watched I watched the highlights. I watched the final fifteen minutes. I was landing on, from an airplane that did not have TVs. Extremely
0: hungover, I might add.
1: Yeah, seven a.m. flight out of Portland from a bachelor party to provide a little bit more color to okay, that. Thank you. Um. So yeah, the flight. <laughs> yeah, the, the flight, the flight Prem
0: La Prem Instagram was assaulted by Prem Prem Pat over the
1: weekend. It was on the story, so it's not there anymore. Um. But I landed. Fifteen minutes left. Saw nothing out of them. Um. Uh, saw the goal where. I mean do you give Mario Manjucius like world class credit for his goal in the World Cup final? No, that's on Larice. That was on Ndidi. Yeah. And he similar was there. similar situations. Yeah, I mean I think yeah. This I mean it's the highest stakes game I believe Mason Mount yeah. will ever play. Well, home first home game. I don't think he'll play a more important one. In his career? I don't I don't think he'll be in the Chelsea team in, in five years.
0: Yeah. I get behind that take. Yeah.
1: Well um, I think I, mean, I think he's he he's he's for me he's a lot like Lingard. In somebody who I might hate irrationally, prospect, just to defend my take, soon but to also become world class. also somebody who I think he's going to put in a shift, so I'm not going to I'm not going to hate on him for that. Yeah. But I don't think he has the technical quality, yeah. to be an elite attacker in this league. And so maybe trash is a little harsh, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to back off my take. He's trash.
0: And what did you make of uh, Giroud coming in to lead the line? You know, classy Chelsea uh, taking matters in their own hands and getting Abraham dropped out of the team.
1: <laughs> Look, I I I think that. As long as you have ambitions to be in the top four, Giroud needs to be a part of the picture. And as long as that you dude have... holds the ball up, yeah. And I mean, I think that when you have the people running in behind him, I thought from what I saw, Pedro looked good again. I think Pedro is, barring any sort of a setback, I think he's in for a big season. And I think that where he's going to work best is running, playing the ball into feet yeah. and running off of it. Somebody who knows how to do that. And Giroud's one of those guys. I think Pulisic is another one of those guys who can get in there. Barkley, those... if he catches form. Like, I'm not... I don't hate Chelsea. I really don't. I really don't think they're as bad as people make them out to be. You think they'll be fine? I I am not worried at all about them making the top six. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, unless, Mason, unless Mason Mount starts 38 games, then I'd be pretty worried.
0: Right. Well, what was interesting to me, just going back to the Giroud thing, what was interesting to me was we had to bring it up, I think, when we had Carl and Miguel on. They did their minds didn't jump to Drew straight away when they were talking about the team and honestly he seems like the forward who you would slot in around these willing runners who just make runs off the ball right. if you have someone who can bring it in and trap it sure. and lay it off. And I think, like you said, he, he could be an integral part of yeah. the team moving forward. I don't see any problem with having him start up front and have him uh, dovetail off of yeah. a William, a Pedro, a Pulisic. Um Let, let's
1: and- be real. He, sorry to cut you off but the the quality that he was starting in front of for the french side that continues to start of in front of the french side i mean he plays that role so well because if there's another role that you need if there's a role you you need that's not hold up play Mm -hmm. he has no business starting in that french side yeah and so play around the tools that you have you're not going to get any more people to come in um yeah i'm i yeah I, i don't think chelsea's gonna be that bad i i I think what the most concerning thing for me, if I'm Chelsea, is you're at home against Leicester, and at the end of that game, Leicester was going for three points.
0: Oh yeah, they the, were the more likely.
1: Towards the end of the game, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that what would be concerning to me as a Chelsea fan is you're going to have teams that you might have used to been used to taking three points, or worst case, taking a draw, thinking that not only they can beat you, they can do it in your home. That you're not that you're not formidable, and when you're getting everybody's best <coughs> game and everybody that has confidence and belief, you're going to lose points as a result. Whether you're bringing it or not, it's just you have to go up against professionals. In this league, the margin
0: is so small. I think that's the new wrinkle in the modern 2019-2020 Premier League before it was the top four narrative. Most recently, it was the top six narrative being pretty established. Now it's like Wolves, Leicester, Everton, these are good teams. And they're coming to play... Let's take Liverpool. Let's take Liverpool and City out of the equation. They're coming to play as Spurs, United, Arsenal, or Chelsea. They fancy their chances. Yeah, hundred percent. And they play. They grew with confidence. Whereas Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, under you know under the Mourinho, under the Contes, um, you expect them to close the deal.
1: Do you think that is, is, is something to do with expectation? Because that's been something I thought about with Arsenal, where Arsenal against a non-top six side, <coughs> the expectation is you get the result. Yeah. If it's not going your way. Does that put more pressure on Chelsea? Whereas a team like Leicester, they're not supposed to get those three points. They feel like they have a shot. They can play free. They can play with a little bit more ambition and a reckless abandon, Mm -hmm. which... In a game like that, how open it was at the end, yeah. I think served them very well. They must have created four or five really good chances in the end. Yeah, here's what I'll say about that.
0: I, I, Leicester definitely finished stronger. I would call it an evenly matched game. I, I, think, it, I think you know, draw, I yeah. think it's a stretch to say one team was clearly the better team. Um, and I think, to your point, that should just be expected. That shouldn't be strange. And that's not a knock on Chelsea. Like, right. you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to you know Wolves United. Like. I, I found myself struggling to, you know, think about whether this was a positive or a negative mm-hmm. where I thought we played well and obviously we could have taken the game, but it was one one draw away at Wolves.
1: Well yeah. Yeah, Let's 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 take it there then well while we're on it. Uh, you know, I I I was curious to get your take because last week you mentioned you thought that was gonna be a tougher game than Chelsea was. Clearly that proved to be the case. Um, you know, I for me this game was a tale of two halves. I thought United in the first half looked every bit the better side, mm. dominant, confident, limiting chances. They didn't have many themselves, but I didn't think Wolves were in that game. And in the second half,
0: if it wasn't Wolves' half, it was a, it was split down the middle. So there's that's where I disagree. Um, I think where we faulted last season where we went up 1-0 both in the FA Cup and in the Premier League and ended up losing 2-1 in both games. That was a tale of two halves. Okay. where we had a strong first half, really just faltered in the second half and let them take over the game and play at their pace. Signs of encouragement from this game. We finished the better team. Wolves had their 45 minutes to up to the Pogba penalty where they were they they changed things, they brought in Adama Traore and really took over. Sure. But uh, Manchester United of old would let wolves crush the neck and go for the second goal. We finished that game the stronger team and I think a lot of that is down to the composure that exists in the back line.
1: I agree with you for that first five to ten minutes after the penalty kick. I thought that after you don't score a penalty, especially one in a tied game, the, the all the moment, momentum is with the team that just saves the penalty Correct. right yeah and especially at home you had that like you know you needed you needed to hold strong. And you could feel the energy, you could feel the pressure, Triary ran a couple times, but there really was no threat. I wasn't... After that, I didn't think United really created much of anything that would let me believe that they still had, you know, a chance of winning the game. I mean, they can always take something out of nowhere, I think that's the biggest thing Yeah, them, but... maybe
0: so. I forget whether the Lingard chance was before or after the penalty, it might have been before. Gotcha. Uh, I'm pretty sure know, it was, yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke Shaw had a chance to, you know, seal it in, in extra time, and he didn't have a great shot, and... We didn't have too many, you know, shots on goal, but it didn't go the other way where well, right. I was just yeah, holding yeah. out for the draw. And, you know, let's bring it to the penalty itself because sure. this is something I wanted to bring up. Sure. It, It's really frustrating to me how much of an agenda there is out there. You, you think the anti-Pogba agenda? We talked about this on the United yeah. podcast. I think it really strongly exists out there. They hammered him, but more so Ollie for setting two penalty takers. And like, don't get me wrong, Rashford's taking the next penalty, without a doubt. I don't have a problem with having two players who are your designated penalty kick takers, and one man who happens to be one of those kick takers earned that penalty from scratch. Right, and he takes that penalty. Sure, no problems with it. And let's not forget that it was a great save.
1: I was gonna say that. Yeah, no one's talking about the fact that it was a yeah it wasn't a it was perfect a perfect, great save. It kept it his dec- foot
0: on the line. Yeah. You know, God it was a bless, decent pen. obeyed VAR. Yeah, yeah. so. I don't know. That's just something I wanted to bring up on this cast. And, you know, feel free to at me in the DMs if you guys think I'm talking crazy. But this is just another case where they said, weak leadership from Ali. Pogba, such a selfish player. I think Ali gets a lot of slack for his, like, some people might think of it as timid or, or a little meek. But I think it's calmness where he said, I'll show you the PowerPoint. Two penalty kick takers on the team, Rashford Pogba. They're big boys. They figure it out. And then all the pundits, and you know, I love Gary Neville, but I think he was he was suspect of this. He was calling out like, if there was a Roy Keane, if there was a you know Cantona on the field, he wouldn't have let that happen. And I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, I
0: don't,
1: I don't necessarily have a problem with you having you know two penalty kick takers. You know, I'd, I'd be talking out of both sides of my mouth if I did. Last year, uh, you know, Lacazette was taking a bunch of penalties. and Bob Young missed the final one at Tottenham. Very I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Lacazette on cast. gave him the ball you know yeah. and so i think yeah. that there's moments there's moments and there's ability to kind of restore confidence build confidence and especially the fact that pogba took a decent amount of your penalties last year earned that penalty i don't hate that call i do think that it's a fair question to ask that if you have this young young striker in great form mm-hmm. who buried a penalty sure. why is pogba in the discussion does his clout play a role I don't think that you, you need to go past asking the question, mm-hmm. but why do you have two penalty takers? Like, especially after what I think was one of the best penalties I've ever seen Rashford eyeing down a corner and smashing it past Kepa. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, I, I again, I don't think that this is a situation where you say, wow, what's going on? There's unrest. You know, it looked very cordial between Pogba and Rashford, but
0: Another I do thing think it was played up. Yes. They said snatch the ball out of his hand. I went and yeah. watched it. No, it's, I mean, yeah, look, it's I mean, it's
1: it's none of that. Yeah. But I do think it's a fair question to ask: What kind of control does Pogba have? What kind of power does he have? And what kind of tactics or decisions are Olay and the rest of the board in Woodward making to keep him happy? I think that's a fair question to ask. I do not think that this is any sort of a negative indication. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a storyline. How much of it is it now? Just because mm-hmm. it's been in the. A mm-hmm. storyline for three years mm-hmm. versus a real thing. I don't know. Um, again, I, I do think the United team spirit again looked pretty strong. I think I was, I was expecting
0: them to be a little weaker after that missed penalty and they weren't. Yeah. So I take the positives from that. I mean, the four games we've got upcoming, uh, we got crystal palace on Saturday, which I think we can kick on from this wolves result and get three points yeah. and, end that week, two points off the top at, you know, um, no matter what. And, uh, after that, Southampton away, and then we come up against two more oh, relatively easy teams. Your next,
1: the next game that I, I went through this, and this was, you know, building off this. The, the next game that I think that I would be worried about um, United not taking three points is Arsenal at the end of September. Um, but it's it's at Old Trafford, and Arsenal at the at Old Trafford at the end of September. If United can catch a run of form, mm. that's going to be a game which I would likely favor United can't imagine Arsenal running
0: through well, Liverpool and Tottenham without me. I jumps. just think you might have purposefully or accidentally slipped a little extra respect for United in there because Palace at home did not win. Southampton away did not win. We beat Leicester at home, Sunday 22nd of September, West Ham away, we lost that game.
1: Look, there's so under yeah, I understand. I I think that there's there's plenty of room for United to slip up. I think that we we talked about this before. Uh, before the season started, I mean, I'm on the record for saying, I think that they solved their biggest problems, which is that defense. Right. And I I think that the only problem that they, they left open was that they didn't necessarily give themselves a margin for error outside of those other, other players coming good who were not consistent performers. So far, has looked great. Marshal's looked great. Lingard has looked great. James, he's looked, he's looked I mean, I, I didn't think he was off the pace today. Nothing special today. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll chalk up the, the couple of dives to some youth and hope he grows from it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that if, if those people keep performing, Mata can come in every now and again. You know, I mean, it's just, can they do that consistently is still the question mark for me.
0: But on their day, they look every bit of, every bit of top yeah. four side. Well, one place that I'll differ with you there, and this was the last match note I had, um, I think Martial is an example of someone who has given a lot of... Um, Room to room to express himself and room to prove that he deserves this place And yes, he showed a little bit of his old martial with not going in with his head or making strong contact on the cross that came in Before he scored an absolute clinical strikers goal. He's been given the number nine shirt He's been given the full time out in the center of the park and he's proving it now the converse point. I want to make is uh, Lingard you're playing the number ten role. It's great that you're running hard and filling that part of Oli's system. But if you're a number 10 at United, you are gonna I, you need to either produce goals or score goals. And this is another player who needs to pay back that faith. And I don't think it's going to be Mata, and I don't yeah. think it's going to be, you know, I, no. you know me, I'm a big Lingard fan, yeah. but that, to me now, I look to as the biggest hole in the team. I don't think you'll be happy with this United team
1: unless he's a squad player. I really don't. And I, I, and I, I think you're saying that in less words.
0: No, I'm saying there's a part of me that still thinks he can grow into this role. Sure,
1: yeah. But, I mean, I think he's 27. This is athletic prime, so let's get to it, bud. <laughs> you know, I I, I I, still think that your best bet is to play Pogba in the 10. It's not his natural position, but he is the best player you got. And when he is creative, he is at his m- most dangerous. And, you know, I I know that you want other things to work out, mm. but you have, you have the tools at the holding midfielder positions. You don't at that number 10. And if you can get Marshall, Rashford, and James or Lingard rotating on that right, probably. Yeah. I I don't hate that team.
0: All right. Well, let's move on from there. Uh, United, Arsenal looks like a juicy game. Uh, End of Monday, 9th. of course. So we don't get to watch that one. No. Yet again. I'll Skype in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll right. get Andy on the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be Monday, September 30th. Uh, the counter, the other team in that game, uh, Arsenal. Yep. I don't know how much you want to touch on him. Uh, beat a pretty pedestrian Burnley at home and made it look pretty difficult
1: yeah I mean that's that's classic Arsenal man and you know I think that there's there's a lot of positives there's a lot of negatives I mean the negatives are I think that they still make the easy look difficult um, and they've yet to make the difficult look easy what I think the positives are is it looks like Lacazette and Aubameyang are still there to score goals yeah and they're going to continue to do that the negatives are it seems as if we just need them to be that special all the time mm-hmm. uh, Caballos obviously had a great game. I think that what's great now is that we do have those options in midfield. I believe Willick started next to Gunduzi in that game, so no Xhaka, no Torreira. like Some of those people that we're used to seeing, no Ozil. You know, the Arsenal is playing new players in these roles yeah. where I think their midfield is their weakest, so hopefully the cream well, can rise to the top.
0: Well, I wrote down that your best player on the squad is on loan, so that might be a problem you need to address. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, my, my whole thing with the Caballo situation, like, of course, we'll need to address it. When but... are you going to start saying Ceballos?
0: that going to happen? At
1: any it's point. not how it's pronounced. Yeah. It's a hard C. Is it? I, look. No. First of all, that's, <laughs> the answer is no. It's not on brand. I'm going to say it how I say it. Spell it how I spell it. Hey, you can't force a, a zebra to change his How about this? When he signs a permanent contract, I'll call all him. Right. Yeah, all then, then you get your name. Yeah. Daniel. Um, <laughs> no, but if, I mean, here, my, my whole take on, on this situation, I think it's a great ad. I think we had a great chance for Window. If he pans out, has a great year, uh, and I'll define great year as like he helps guide us to the Champions League Buy in some capacity. Buy him for a ridiculous
0: price for Madrid.
1: Buy him for... What's a ridiculous price? He's 22, 21. Like he's... And if he if he fills that role, helps us guide us, fuck it, spend $60 million, I don't care. 80, 90. Yeah. Well, sure, but Madrid Madrid doesn't make a ton of money off their players. They they don't need to. They are the government. Right.
0: they just... <laughs> And like Oh, they, you mean the Federal Reserve?
1: Yeah, you be like, hey, can we have uh Ceballos? And they're gonna say, Caballos? We loan him to Arsenal, we got East Hang up the phone, and then we got that we got our guy. You know, that's gonna be it. But if, if he if he gets us the Champions League and we either buy him for that price that we think yeah. is reasonable, or we don't buy him, use the new Champions League money, buy a different player, and you know, hopefully that works out, or he doesn't pan out and he goes away scot free. You know, I mean, I think it's—I think it was a useful, right. useful way to go about our business because we have some limitations, albeit we spent more than anybody. But right. Um, well,
0: he looked—he looked all parts of uh, Santi Cazorla's replacements. You know, thoughts and prayers to his uh, to his lower body, hoping it keeps up in good shape. Yeah. Well, Cazorla
1: uh, was in team of the season La Liga last year. Oh, yeah, he had of a... Putting, hell the, of putting
0: oh. those penalties away.
1: <laughs> he had a little more than that. I'm not having it, Jane. I'm not having it. Well,
0: let's see if you're having this. Yeah. Uh, I did write down a quick word on uh, uh, Pepe. Uh, it seems like he does have a lot of you know flair and, and yeah. skills in his locker. He just needs to turn in production. But credit to him for uh, putting Benmi's soul on, on on death row. Yeah, I
1: think it's uh, still
0: flown around the north end.
1: <laughs> I I am I'm taking a very casual approach to Pepe. I am <laughs> lowering my expectations for him this year. He seems like he's going to take a while to get into the team, a while to get up to speed. I just hope to see some good signs. He, he will be al- harnessed. Al- he will be harnessed. Alarmingly ne- negative. Uh, and then I'm, I'm I'll have high hopes next year you know I don't I'm not writing off the ship for him this year but as I'm sure other people he's on a five-year contract he's young I'm gonna be patient with him he hasn't even gotten
0: a start yet I, I was think, about to say even with the questionable things that I saw from him immediate impact above a Nelson or a you know God forbid McIntyre yeah
1: and I think that what what he's what he'll need to do to fit into Emory's system is play that role that Nelson can play which is, being running a lot, pressing on defense, like that's that's something that Obameyang and Lacazette have bought into. So why can't he? Uh, and, and not to say that, I mean, he's been subbed on when we were up both times. So I can't really say does he have that in him or not. You know, I'm I, sorry, I don't watch the Farmers League that often, so I don't know. I don't know if he's if he was killing it on the press last year. Uh, so I I don't know what he's got got to bring to the table. But I'm I'm hopeful. I think the test lies ahead. Um, and I do have a stat for you on this. So, okay. Arsenal are going to Anfield this week, okay. where they are underdogs by a full goal, which okay. I think is probably fair. Ever since Firmino joined Liverpool, he has scored in every game, every home game against Arsenal. Ever since Mane joined Liverpool, he has scored in every home game against Arsenal. Ooh. Every time, ever since Salah joined Liverpool, he has scored in every home game against Ooh. Arsenal. Firmino scored
0: first in all of those games. Is this going to come back in the uh, Pat's Degenerate District section? Oh, it will. All right. It will. Teaser. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's bring this off the games and bring it to more of the fun and games. Yeah. Our fun and games. Please. Let's talk fantasy, Mm. a.k.a. uh, Game Week 2, a.k.a. Overreaction Week, a.k.a. How Much Does Pookie Cost Week, a.k.a. Why is Kane on my team? Or is that just me? (laughs) Well, quick report on the boys. Pat, you're up to 8th. I'm up to 14th. I'm going to call that positive progress. I mean, the green arrow is pointing We're both in up. the top half. We're both, you know, in and around the top yeah. half. Um, very similar teams. I think you might have taken a peek at mine while I was choosing it. But let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about who's winning a keychain. Mm. So it was a good week for some recurring guests and, and regular fans. Uh, Dave Udijon, we saw you actually changed your name. Um, I don't know if you care to comment on that. It was Guilty Pleasures. We gave that a. Uh, Guilty Pleasures was so good. Gil, what did we give that? I gave it an 8 or a was 9. It, a it was on a 10 scale, right? I don't
1: give 10s out easy.
0: Yeah, it was, so maybe he was looking for a 10. He was an 8 or a 9, pleasures. though. Well, now we've got foreign dignitaries. Foreign dignitaries. It's not bad, but it's worse. Change it back. But he also. Right?
1: Then he must be an Everton fan. So, my, if. I'm going to actually reserve judgment. I'm going to go no contest on this team name. I'm going to see what he comes back with next week. If it's another Everton players named Pun St. Bernard. Like um, maybe Chipotle Awobe. <laughs> what? Like garlic aioli, Chipotle aioli, but Awobe instead of aioli.
0: No, that's a stretch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Maybe it reads better than it sounds. <laughs> Uh, alright that is keychain for you Dave uh, if you can keep it up for 36 weeks yeah no small task Prizes moving may, second place may vary based on our rankings uh, Nigel Burton new player with the team name Ole Show show your which also might be a plug that he's back in the bid at least through to the end of the season
1: <sighs> I'm giving that an even five Okay. Which I said I wouldn't do.
0: You said you wouldn't give even fives? No, I you said that I'd either go
1: high or low. Oh, yeah, that's right. And also, and I... now you're even five. Yeah, but, yeah, well, I didn't know that I was going to run into... Crowley's
0: never go back on their words. I
1: will. I, I didn't know I was going to run into a team name like this. I'm going to need another week to figure that one out, Nigel, so I'm giving it a five. I don't want to go too you're high or stalling. too low. Okay. If he's if he's in the top... Basically, show me. Ollie going to show me whether or not I need to... Touch your team name next week. The next time state. I see the team name in the top three, I will give it a proper score. But right now it's a five. Right now it's a five. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. I gotta figure that one out. All that right. was plain. Um
0: with... first place Will Jones with uh team name R.I.P. August Ames. That's a ten. And we're gonna leave it at that. That's a ten. He is in line for the signed Prem de La Prem shirt. With August Ames on the back. That's correct. That is dead on.
1: If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Incognito mode though.
0: Google me Chuck.
1: <laughs> you don't want to be doing that at work. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
0: That's just the sign of the kind of guys who we have in this league. Yeah. Um, well, you guys know Will. Well, appreciate you guys all playing. Twenty-six players all competing. Let's do. Ooh, let's do a bottom of the league watch. Uh, we got Miguel holding it down. Loco Blue eighty-nine. Okay. Phil Snake Farm. Chris Falakway and uh, Laura Burden. Sure. Heard- Oh, hang on. Hold the phone. She might be our only female player.
1: Well, at least we got, you know, one female. Wait, no. Oh, Kate. Oh, Kate doesn't yeah. do fantasy. Politely declined. Yeah, respect to you, Kate. Real city fan. Kate's such a real one, she can't play fantasy. Probably because there's a rule on having only three city players. That would yeah, be my guess. Maybe so.
0: Well, stay in touch, and we'll see how this season progresses. But for now... Let's move it on to what you guys were all waiting for. The man who's been printing money left and right, holding down house rents, Pat's degenerate district. Tell them what we got cooking this week.
1: All right, guys. So, obviously, this is probably, everyone's got the notepad out. I'm going to give them about 10 seconds here. Dead air. Psych, you got to be ready for degenerate district. So, first week. First is your lock. This is what we teased earlier. Correct. Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah. Taking over three and a half goals. Is that what it's set at? The line's three and a half. So this isn't an alternate line. This is the real line. Taking over three and a half goals, you can print, you can print Arsenal scoring two. Arsenal scoring two. I think that we're breaking the streak, um, of losses. Of each of I am neither confirming or denying that <laughs> team. But I do think Arsenal scoring two. I think Liverpool are you know, they're a team that I think is is right to give up goals. I think Norwich showed that. Norwich had plenty of chances. And I think that Arsenal... Has, is. Will take those? I think that in an open game, which Liverpool will play against Arsenal, let's not forget, last year at Anfield, I believe the game was 5-1 Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Not putting out outside the realm of possibilities. Arsenal bottled this thing to the high heavens. Game at um, the Emirates was 1-1. But the previous year on Christmas, I thought they played one of the games of the season of the Emirates, 3-3. These teams put up goals back and forth. I think Arsenal is at their best in an open game. I also think that their defense is very, very susceptible in an open game. So
0: I, I think right. Arsenal
1: is going to concede. I think Liverpool is going to concede. You're locking over three and a half. I'm well, locking over three and a half. And James... I'll remind
0: the people that I am two for two on my locks. Well, here's what I'll say just to spice it up. James is doubtful dead end. I'm cutting in, and I'm saying lock the under. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I guess we're putting think, this to the test. Yeah. I think, you know, we've had barn burners for the past however many years. Liverpool-Arsenal It's a marquee matchup. I think we're due a little bit of a letdown. And I think the defenses have strengthened on both ends. I think that's fair.
1: Uh, except then I remembered that Adrian just smashed into his own goal off one of the Southampton players. But he gets one.
0: Yeah. You, know, you know the rules.
1: Yeah, well, he gonna get two. In check's case, <laughs> one per week. Never forgive that, man. Anyway, moving on to my crock of the week, which is what I call <laughs> pay your rent segment. Um, if you had been doing my advice, which is betting... <laughs> hundred bucks on the crock of the week. Um, after two match weeks, you'd have seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's probably because probably wouldn't be alone. Yeah, that's because that last week I locked or crocked with the assist from James. I got to give James the assist. Um, two two. Yes, I did steer the ship in that direction. Two two. What was it? City it Tottenham. Was, yeah, City. Yeah. So my crock of the week this week, I'm riding the Lightning. I'm taking Norwich. He's got the hot hand. Norwich minus a goal and a half. At home against Chelsea. Ooh. The line The line is, um, I believe the line's even right now. Dead even line. And I'm taking an alternate line at plus 650. Norwich one and a half. I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on Chelsea. They're going to get two to three goals. I don't think Chelsea has it in them. With Mason Mount starting to get more than one. So you're taking Norwich at one and a half. As a favorite. I, yeah, I want them as the favorite. Holy to cow. win by at least two. That's my crock of the week. Plus six fifty. Love it. It's a crock for a reason, folks. I like that one a lot. Um, I do have a segment for you though. Yeah. It's called Guess This Thing. So the Puska's top ten goals came out today. Okay. There was one goal from the Premier League last year. What was it? Townsend. And that's um, guess question. this thing.
0: Next question. Well,
1: there's only one guess this thing this week. You right. were one for one in the guess this thing. Come back next week. If you guys are going to be betting on guess this
0: things like you are the Degenerate District, take James. Um, you know, guys, I want to take a minute and just say something. This is a podcast where I think we bring our best selves to the table and be honest. And, uh, I was scrolling through Instagram probably a mere two minutes before the podcast. And it was a cut together reel of the Puskas award nominees. I saw that like five hours ago. Yeah.
1: And I came up with a segment. You told me you want me to be more creative and come up with segments and
0: he's doing a great, you're doing a great job. Yeah. You're doing a great job. I feel good about it. Yeah. I, I think you could come up with better segments. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one back to the shop. I'm feeding you locks. I'm feeding you crocks. Where are the Brocks? You know? Okay. I'll have Where are week. the docks? Brock of the
1: week, dock of the week. Next week, I got you. Got it locked.
0: All right. Well, friends, listeners, uh, again, check back in. The no goal how of the we... week. Oh, goal of the week. Yeah. All right. A classic staple segment. Yeah. Who you got? Um, I'm going with
1: Douglas Weiss from Villa. Um, dude hit a pearl. Yeah, from well, like
0: 30 yards out after, out of nowhere after some absolute shockers I don't know if you saw the rest of the game Yeah, he w- was single handedly blowing it yeah <laughs> I didn't
1: see the rest of the game but the commentator was making up he said when he hit that an absolute pearl to make up for his earlier
0: blunders. yeah so he was single handedly he was doing like the classic dummy pass uh, just to let it run like behind him and uh, Bournemouth just picked it up and ran it in Oh, that was him. Yeah. He was just dummy passing and doing all this ridiculous Good Lord. shit. All yeah, right, who Jordan Henderson playing for England. Uh, I got your boy, Timu Puki mm. Credit for us, credit to us for saying Norwich was going to be the uh, surprise package coming up this season. Yeah. Going to be hella safe. And uh, Puki's first goal, the volley that he smashed in yeah. against Newcastle, going down, going down, going down. Mike Ashley, sell the club. He had a joke. He had an absolute joke. A lot of good goals to choose from this week. This was this was actually tough. Yeah, Puki, um, obviously i got to give respect to Neves where it's due. It wasn't from the halfway line, so I hoped if he was going to break my heart, he would do it from the halfway line. Was out of the box, though. He only scores outside of the box. Yeah. Without a doubt. So uh, lots of good goals. Uh, we'll sor- We'll circle back. We'll raise the stakes for August goal of the month, and we'll do something a little fun for that. Oh, yeah. That would be a good
1: one. Maybe yeah. we'll do a little voting competition on the gram. Mm. Maybe another Ask Me we Anything. We do have one of those. We're doing one of those next week.
0: Ask me anything. That's a great segue. We didn't do an Ask Me Anything this week. We want to let it stew, you know, let you guys think of some new creative things that definitely relate to soccer. Yeah. And uh, nothing else. And we'll bring it back next week. So stay tuned. Be on the lookout for the gram. And God help you if you don't follow us yet. You need to get on that because we are posting fire content left, right, center. You got anything else? No, 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 no. Sure. That's don't. all we got. All right, folks, uh, just remember, depending on how the chartable goes, we'll determine how hot we come in next week. We're either going to show you a lot of love, or we're going to tell you don't bother showing up unless you recruit three new friends to listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, and uh, the only person we're not talking to is Andy Samora. Shout okay. out the engineer, best recruiter in the game. Yeah, he's
0: he's got he's got a lifetime booth mm-hmm. at
1: the uh, diner,
0: at yep. the Premal Prem Diner. And in the podcast. Whenever he wants it, he can come on. Amen. Amen. All right, in all honesty, thank you guys for listening again. It's been a great week in the Prem. We're looking ahead to 36 more weeks of this, folks. So stay excited. We got great things coming for you. Thanks for listening. Prem to the Prem, out for this week. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem
1: De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.